welcome to Harvest Birth Stories, where we support mamas pre, post, and during birth. My name is Sophie Grace, and I will be your host for this podcast. We want to share empowering birth stories across the United States and beyond, and encourage mothers all around the world to feel proud and empowered by any story that they may have experienced. Let's get into the podcast. Thank you for listening. and family. <laughs> it has been a long, long time since I have recorded. And I fully apologize for that. Um, I, I'll just do a little bit of housekeeping to kind of keep everybody in the loop of what's kind of going on in my life. And then we'll get on with the podcast. So um, I'm sure like most people who listen to this a lot of them are my friends so they already know that this is kind of like going on but we sold our house last fall or this fall and in the midst of building a new house we had to temporarily move in with some family so the last three months ish Um, Not only did I finish out my busiest season um, for my full-time job, which is a wedding photographer, uh, we also moved in the midst of that, and then the holidays, yada, yada, yada. Not to go too far in depth with it, but we, like, don't have internet where we're living. We're all in one room. There's just not space. So, like, for me to record podcasts and use the internet, it's just been um, a bit of a struggle because... I like right now I'm literally sitting in my car because I didn't I don't have anywhere else to go so just give me a little bit of grace with starting the podcast up again Um, and thanks for everybody who shared their Spotify raps with me coming up in their some of their podcast um, like top list like that was so cool even though I'd kind of been MIA for a couple of months to like see that people were actually listening and like making an impact impact with people and yada 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 so my goal for this year is to be more regular about it again I have a couple birth story podcasts scheduled with some fun mamas um this winter yet still so hopefully in the next week or two we move into our house life gets a little more normal I mean, you know, there's always going to be an excuse for why I can't do things. So I'm just, we're trudging through this right now and I'm doing it. Uh, Like I said, I don't have internet, so I haven't really been like scheduling other podcasts because normally I do them remote, which requires internet. Um, So this one I'm just recording on my own. So maybe the next couple ones will just be me. Maybe not. We'll see. (laughs) I'm not going to promise anything to anybody. Um... So what I, on my Instagram, I asked a poll of what was the most shocking postpartum um, things or experiences that people had. So I kind of want to go through like a few of them and touch a little bit on some of them. Um, I'll probably start with like the more negative ones first and end with like the more funny, lighthearted ones last because like 
my number one goal with this page and with this podcast is like, yes, highlighting and showing that there are hard things that happen when it comes to birth and like entering motherhood and pregnancy and whatever. But I also want to be a positive page and an encouraging page and like not always scaring people away. (laughs) So like while there are hard things, like I want to just like drill it in your brain that yes, becoming a parent and giving birth is hard. Um, I think anybody can attest to that, but it's so rewarding, so worth it you know, the best ride of your life, in my opinion. So if you see me pausing, or I guess hear me pausing, it's because I'm reading some of these things that people put in here. So I'm going to start with some of, I guess, the more negative ones, and I'll just do more, some common ones. And then if there's something I want to touch on, I'll touch on it a little bit. Okay, so... itchy vagina, leaking boobs, all the gory things. Obviously that happens. Like, you know, especially if you have stitches down there, like it's gonna, it's, she's gonna itch down there. Postpartum carpal tunnel. Honestly, I have never heard of that. Well, maybe I have. No, no, I haven't or experienced it. So that's, that's something I should, I should um, read into. That's kind of cool. Not cool, but not cool at all, but interesting night sweats oh my gosh if any of you have ever had a child you probably know what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night thinking that you went swimming because you literally sweat so if you are a struggler of that sleep on a towel (laughs) um let's see let's read some night sweats that soaked my clothes for weeks yes yes um okay so there's a lot of people commenting on here um the hormones were worse than pregnancy how fast postpartum depression postpartum anxiety postpartum rage came in and that's something that um if you haven't listened already i have a whole podcast on my postpartum experience with soren and it touches a lot on anxiety and depression and um you know, I was talking to a, a new mom, mama today, um, doing some newborn stuff with her. And we were talking about how, um, like the first week, two weeks of after having a baby, like the smallest little things feel like such a big thing all the time. Like in, like, I look back on a lot of things that I, you know, cried over my first week of, of, of postpartum. And like, you think now Ugh, it's no big deal. Or like, if I saw somebody else, I'd be like, Ugh, it's no big deal. But like, I want to just say this out here for any mom listening. Those feelings are so real and they are so valid and they are so hard. It makes you feel like you're an actual crazy person, but they are there and they are real. So yes, like the postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, all those things are so real. And if you are a struggler of those things, please reach out to your provider or me. Or I mean, I'm all, like, I'm not a specialist in that, but like, I'm always here to talk and listen to anybody who might need it. So yes, that's something crazy that can happen uh, with postpartum. <laughs> Waking up, this one's more funny, so I won't read that one yet. 
how sore my body was after birth for quite a while. Yeah, you went through a really big event. You did a great job. Um, okay. <laughs> Pelvic floor issues. Yeah, so that is one of those things um, that come with uh, having a baby that are not great. So I highly recommend to any mom, any mom, um, whether it be vaginal or cesarean birth, please, please, please go to a pelvic floor therapist no matter what. No matter what, you deserve to go to one. You deserve to be taken care of and feel normal again. Postpartum stretch marks. Just remember you are beautiful, mom. How much hair I'm actually losing. Yeah, you know what? That one sucks. That one sucks. But luckily for this person, you got a lot of hair. Because <laughs> I know you personally and you got a lot of hair. <laughs> but yeah, it does suck. It can come out in chunks. <laughs> okay, so I'm kind of reading through these and I guess I started... I said I was going to start with the worst ones and kind of end in the funny, lighthearted ones. But one that I'm reading is how large your vag gets. And that is something that my friend told me before I had Soren. She was just like, don't be surprised like when you're giving birth or like after you give birth, like how swollen and large your vagina is. And I just think that's like a funny thing because it's like, dang, that girl gets big down there. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's one you can laugh at. It does go away. <laughs> the sweating and body temperature regulation. True that. True that. <laughs> Intrusive thoughts. That kind of goes along with postpartum anxiety and rage. And that's something that like not a lot of people talk about but it's so real like I remember after I had Soren I so we have a Bernice Mountain Dog and an Australian Shepherd and our Bernice Mountain Dog is literally the biggest teddy bear anybody's ever met like she one time caught um, a bird with a broken wing and she caught it in her mouth and she just stood there and didn't know what to do with it because she didn't want to kill it because she's so sweet like that's what I mean like she literally walked around with a live bird in her mouth like she didn't even have her mouth clamped shut like it was literally just like hanging in her mouth like just riding it was going for a ride on her tongue and she was just like oh i don't know what to do with it so anyway that's ivy she is a, the biggest teddy bear dog in the entire world um but when i was postpartum with soren i used to have these like intrusive thoughts or these visions of her eating him or like attacking him so i literally couldn't leave him alone with her in the same room until he was like six months old and still then I was like what if even though she literally wouldn't even hurt an almost dead bird she literally just carried it around like it was her baby she's the sweetest thing so like yeah intrusive thoughts are the bane of my existence mm The pain of breast engorgement and oversupply. Holy crap. Yeah. When I had Soren, when my milk was coming in, I remember texting my friend and being like, does it feel like you get 
influenza when your milk comes in because like you know how when you're sick and your whole body aches and it hurts plus you add on top of that like night sweats and sweating I literally thought I had the flu but it was my milk and my engorgement coming in so how crazy is that I think it's nuts okay let's do some more like light-hearted ones so um my body and how my body just endured all of that and still comes back with a set with a sense of intentional our bodies were made to have babies as women holy frick we're in, incredible yes i agree <laughs> this one's more funny how sneezing and laughing hurts afterwards literally everything <laughs> yes how scary it was to poop afterwards scary before you do it i felt like it wasn't terrible personally i think the first pee was worse in my experience but that's just me i also did not have um this person did not have a cesarean either but like i feel like a poop with a cesarean that would be very scary <laughs> but yeah just how much you can love a tiny person 100 percent, 100 percent. the swelling in my lady bits yep there's that one again the hormones literally sobbing one minute and overjoyed the next yes <laughs> This isn't really funny, but it's more lighthearted. Not being able to get off the toilet myself post-C-section. Like, not funny. It's not funny. But when you think about it 20 years from now, maybe it's going to be funny. I don't know. <laughs> now, this one is just mean. It's just cruel. Getting my first period four weeks exactly postpartum while exclusively breastfeeding. Ouch, mom. I feel so bad for you. I was a lucky person in the sense that I did not get my period back until I completely quit breastfeeding a year later. But, and I feel like that is how it should be. Like, I don't know why some people get their periods back and some people don't. But in my opinion, we should have been designed to not have our periods until we were done breastfeeding because, like, that should just be our, um, our reward for breastfeeding and having children is not having periods. Am I right? Come on. You have to agree with me on that. <sighs> the change in your nipple, your nipples can change while that your nipples can change size while pumping. Yes. So your nipples can change size before being pregnant, during pregnancy, right before birth, after birth, and like throughout your breastfeeding journey. So I recommend to anybody who is a pumper to regularly um, measure your nipples. Like, don't get your pump measured before you have the baby, for one, and then, like, measure them after you have the baby and then maybe, like, another month later because they can um, change sizes in, like, those weeks. <laughs> Let's see. Your life completely changes, but for the, it can also be an identity crisis, but it's also for the good. Yes. Um, I try to tell people that every time they have a baby or that they get pregnant and they're kind of scared because I get it. Like having a baby is hard. It's scary. 
But I absolutely cannot stand when people go, oh, you just wait until you're not getting sleep. Oh, you just like we all know that with babies comes lack of sleep. We all know we don't need to be told by old people. We all know that. Why don't we say like just wait until you hold them for the first time and they snuggle into you or just wait until they smile at you for the first time or just wait until they walk like those are the types of things that I like to be telling people after they have babies or when they're nearing birth because birth and postpartum and newborn life is freaking hard okay it's hard it's so hard and the last thing a new mom needs to be told is how hard it is when they're going through it. Like, they know. They know. They don't need you to tell them and make yourself feel like you're some what superior to them because you've had a child before. They know. They're going through it. So, like, tip to all those people out there that are that have had kids or that they're having kids, just be nice and encouraging when people are having babies. Newborns don't do anything, but there's somehow no time to do stuff. This is so true. I was literally just telling um, a client of mine today that um, one of my postpartum tips is that when I had Soren, that I got to eat before Logan left for work because, like, while newborns don't do anything, like, there's still no time to do anything. Like, I don't know how, like, you don't have time to eat, but you somehow don't. <laughs> so, like, make that... A rule in your house as well because it was a great one for me <laughs> the need for diapers or else i would have peed my pants shopping at target girlfriend go to pelvic floor therapy <laughs> i will I, I will say this till the day i die like and i absolutely hate when people say like well you just don't pee your pants because you've only had one kid no I don't pee my pants because I went to pelvic floor therapy and I worked freaking hard at it. So you all deserve to not pee your pants and you all deserve to go to pelvic floor therapy. <laughs> it is common, but it's not normal. That's my quote for that. Peeing your pants is common, but it's not normal. <laughs> okay. I think I've pretty much went through a lot of these or most, most of these. Yes. Um... Oh, this was one. This one is one I'm going to kind of touch on in the rest of the podcast. So breastfeeding is a hard skill. Like it's a skill and babies just don't grab on and eat. Yes. So I will touch on this at the end of the podcast. So listen for that. Um, but yes, I agree. So the rest of the, like this podcast isn't probably going to be as long as some of my birth stories because like it's just me. kind of wish I had a, a friend talking to me here, but <laughs> the rest of the podcast uh, is just going to be like tips for postpartum moms. Um, and after I post this and post it to Instagram, if there's anything that I missed tip-wise, please comment them below because I feel like there's always new tips. There's always things that I miss. There's always you know, like new things that um, moms might want to know. So if you have any more tips other than the ones that I am going to go for, please comment them below. So I'm going, the first list is just kind of like a vague postpartum list. And then I do have like a little side list for C-section. So tips for postpartum coming from a mom of one, I only have one kid, but I'm also a doula and a lactation counselor. So I feel like I have some credentials. <laughs> so 
comfy loose clothes that should be pretty self-explanatory there's no need to be winning beauty pageants when you are uh, postpartum no shade on ballerina farms but um, we don't need to be doing beauty pageants the rest of us so just get some comfy clothes when you're pregnant for postpartum treat yourself and be comfy because you're going to be wearing those diapers and those big old pads and you just want to be comfortable um pre-make frozen meals if you have the means and the time to do it so i know that not everybody has the time to do this or likes to cook or whatever but if you do making a bunch of frozen meals before baby comes is a great way to like like i said when you have a baby there's somehow no time so it's like something easy you can throw in the oven and it's like homemade nutritious good for your body if you don't have time to make meals or you are not a cook go to your local costco or aldi's or whatever you have close to you and just pick up a bunch of frozen like lasagnas or meals or something like that for those days when you just cannot be bothered to make anything <clears throat> it's at least some substance for you sustenance substance substance whatever food in your body um, along with that drink lots of water you know those twenty thousand dollar hospital mugs that you get drink them up <laughs> um tip number whatever three make a bathroom caddy for yourself so i would make you know if you have two levels in your house have an upstairs one and a downstairs one because you don't always want to have to be walking upstairs to go to the bathroom um but just get some little like baskets or um those like three-tiered rolling things and fill them up with supplies that you might need which could be you know everybody's different on what they prefer to wear postpartum some people love the disposable diapers and pads and some people love the adult diapers so whatever you prefer to wear put that in those along with um, a peri bottle or witch hazel and tux pads all those things that you might need even you could even put some water bottles in there I, I don't care just whatever you might need when you go to the bathroom or like quick put it in one of those diaper caddies so then you don't have to be walking all over the house looking for it um this is one um that i was advised to do um just prefacing before you do this make sure if you have a more severe tear or if you are cesarean to ask your doctor before doing this because i believe that there are more rules especially with cesareans but it could also be a higher rule for um higher degree tears so epsom salt baths like i said confirm that with your doctor that you can do that because if you have um, stitches or whatever you might not be able to if they're like dissolvable and whatnot but i did not have a cesarean or a fourth degree tear so my doctor advised me to take epsom salt baths which is really good to like loosen up that tissue down there and keep it supple and soft and not get as itchy it helps so much to heal that that area down there um i personally i know some people go and they make their own what they call pad sickles which are like frozen pads but i personally loved the freedom on ones and just like ease of use of just grabbing and going and like not having to make sure that it's like sticking to your skin or making them ahead of time yada 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 i love them so honestly highly recommend them 
if you are a vaginal birth um, recoverer. Nutrient-dense food, we talked a lot about that. Um, I have not deep dived into this, but my next birth, I really want to kind of like dive into like the Chinese um, postpartum like food because there's a lot of, you know, Chinese medicine and like food related things that are supposed to be like healing for postpartum. So I have no advice on what that is, but I'm just saying I want to look at it next time. <laughs> I, this kind of goes along with the, the, the diaper or not the diaper caddy, the bathroom caddy is I personally really liked the um peri bottle that was not the hospital one so it, like it shot up instead of like straight out so if you can like freedom mom makes one but they also have like off-brand ones on amazon that are cheaper to grab and put on put in that uh that diaper caddy and my last one for this grouping um would be something similar to like a squatty potty um you don't have to like go out and buy a squatty potty you can use like a step stool or like a kid's step stool or whatever you have just something similar like that and that goes for like vaginal and cesarean birth it's so much healthier for your pelvic floor to go number two with a squatty potty so um i have a couple more tips at the very end that i'll probably elaborate on but this little tidbit is kind of for my c-section mamas um i've asked a couple friends about things that they would you know give moms or recommend doing for c-sections yada 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 um so one tip for postpartum c-section mamas would be to use like a pillow or a blanket or something like that and like fold it up and put it on their stomach and like hug it if they have to like laugh or cough or go potty like number two it helps just put pressure on that area and like hold it in <laughs> i've never had a c-section but from what i've heard it's very painful to like laugh and cough so that was tip number one for that um tip number two is if you are taking you know tylenol and ibuprofen stay up on your pain management like set an alarm in the middle of the night and make sure you stay up on that so you don't get behind and it doesn't you know kick you in the ass because if you get behind it's gonna hurt and then you're gonna be in pain so that was tip number two tip number three i guess i would probably recommend for both births but specifically for cesareans would be to take colace <laughs> because we don't want to have to be straining to going poop because like I just said it can hurt that area and then the last one for you know what there was one more thing I was going to elaborate on but oh my friend one of one of my friends had said and this kind of goes with the taking baths thing that you can't take baths with c-sections right away but she got um like those shower bombs instead of a bath bomb so it like goes in the bottom of your shower and like gives you kind of the same vibe as a bath bomb but in a shower so it kind of just goes in the bottom and it melts when you're taking a shower so it's like a hot steamy like eucalyptus or lavender or whatever scent just relaxing shower so that's like another thing you can get for a new um c-section mama um and then 
the last one for both of these would be please rest. Um, setting boundaries for visitors, parents, whoever wants to come see the baby, you are priority over those people. Um, I don't know where in our culture we decided that when people have new babies, we're all just going to like rush in and take their children and make them sit in their own blood and be sad because somebody else has their child. But it's, it's not, it's, I'm, I'm in my, my, uh, no era. <laughs> so I am a firm believer in setting boundaries with friends and family after you have babies and only allowing the people over when you are ready. And with that is rest because, you know, you have a new baby. Mama went through a huge event. Even dad did too, or partner. It's hard on everybody. And all you need to do in those, those days after you have a baby is rest. You need to rest and recover and eat and drink and feed. Like those are the things you should be doing, not worrying about hosting people and, you know, looking a certain way. So that's one of my tips for postpartum recovery. Um, one other tip that just came to the top of my head, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with postpartum recovery, but it has to do with immediate postpartum and it helps with like anxiety and rage is I know if, if you're a person that struggles with postpartum anxiety, like going out in public with your baby and like exposing them to sickness and all those kinds of things can be really triggering and scary and something i did when my baby was little in the winter time during cold and flu season was anytime i went anywhere i always wore him um because then people can't just take him from me <laughs> so that's another little postpartum tip for anxiety and just protecting yourself and your baby so my number one tips these are my two number one tips for any postpartum journey number one find yourself a pelvic floor therapist and i can t i can say it i can drill it into people's brains over and over and over again but please find yourself a pelvic floor therapist because like i said earlier you deserve to feel good down there like Yes, we go through these traumatic and like hard events, but like you still deserve to feel good. Um, and in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, I believe that pelvic floor therapy should be mandatory after giving birth and it should be given to you by the hospital and whatever it may be, but it's not. So you have to go out and seek it yourself and schedule it yourself. So like I said, even if you're like, I feel great, I feel like I am doing wonderful, like there's nothing wrong with me, please still get evaluated by a pelvic floor therapist because you never know what might be hiding behind the walls. And my number one tip is more geared towards breastfeeding. If you are a mama that wants to nurse and breastfeed, my number one, number one postpartum tip is take a breastfeeding course or class and connect with an IBCLC. And I say that because as somebody who went through the postpartum journey, like a deer in the headlights and had no idea what they were doing, I really wish I would have, you know, prepared and planned and learned more about breastfeeding 
instead of worrying about what stroller I would get, you know? I read hours and hours and hours on the gadgets and the strollers and the car seats and all those things and making his room cute and whatnot. And when it comes down to the nitty gritty and you have your baby and you don't know how to feed them <laughs> and you don't know what the signs are on how to feed them or how much they should be gaining or how much they should be eating and whatever it may be, that's when I wished I would have, you know, paid a little more attention during breastfeeding classes. So my number one, number one tip for postpartum breastfeeding moms is please take a class beforehand and connect with a lactation consultant or counselor or some sort of support in your area. So when shit hits the fan, you got somebody behind you. And with that, I think I will say goodbye. Um, like I said, it's not going to be as long of a podcast as some of my other ones, but I am just really happy to be back on the internet and to not be so silent anymore. I'm trying really, really hard to, you know, put myself out there. This last summer and fall, I told myself this winter is going to be the winter for my doula page, my lactation page. Like I'm really going to push it hard, but then this house stuff just happened and it wasn't necessarily what I thought it was going to be. And like, I didn't think we would be where we are at. So shit happens, life happens, right? So I'm just really glad to be back on here creating content and that you're here listening. And I'm really hoping that 2024 is the year for harvest birth. Not necessarily um, so much, you know, physically, but just mentally and on this page and educationally. I hope this is the year for it. (laughs) As always, feel free to shoot me a message with any questions, comments, concerns. I am an open ear for anybody who needs anything. Um, I would also really like to hear anybody who's local. If you have any sort of interest in starting like, um, like a morning or afternoon moms group for it doesn't even have to be new moms but like it's probably going to be geared more towards like postpartum moms just because they're the ones that have questions and stuff most of the time um but I would I was kind of hoping that this winter I could start up like a maybe like once a month like meeting like meet up for moms that have questions and then I could join and if they have lactation questions I um can answer them so if anybody's interested, please shoot me a message. Like I said, harvest birth. You can ask me any questions. I am an open ear for anything. And with that, I will say happy new year. Even though it's January 17th, it's not, you know, the new year, new year, but we're in January. Um, and thanks for listening. And I will catch you guys in the next one, whenever that may be. <laughs> See ya.